0: WCSG Backstage gives you access to your favorite WCSG DJs from your family friendly morning show, the most music for your middays, and the ride home. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Steve.
1: I'm Kathy, and this is WCSG Backstage.
2: Welcome to WCSG Backstage. This episode, Days of Giving, Two Truths and the Lie, and of course, the pandemic. And I'm excited because I get to share the deep cut. All right. While we continue to adjust to life post daylight saving time, we thought we'd brighten things up just a little bit by reflecting on how God has been at work at WCSG. It is our Days of Giving season, so it's time for us to each share a story from the past year that reflects God's work through WCSG. Jeremy why don't you go first
0: all right well I would say most recently uh, through the morning show I had a chance to connect up with a wife and mother of two uh, she reached out to us her 37 year old husband needed to have open-heart surgery shared this with mm-hmm. the staff so yep. I know you guys are familiar with yep. the story a little bit uh, this was gonna be his third uh, heart surgery and she was actually pretty fearful about the whole thing well we received the prayer requests so we always encourage people to reach back out to us with updates and as you guys know sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't well with this particular woman she has provided us with daily updates and at this point he has had the surgery everything has gone well looks like he's gonna need a pacemaker soon but he's exceeding doctors expectations as he's up and moving around Uh, he still has yet to see his two sons but hopefully that's changing soon but the reason why I share this story is because I appreciate just how much this woman and her family rely on their relationship with WCSG to encourage them in this difficult time Mm -hmm. Uh, we encourage them with a couple different songs and while we don't exactly know maybe what they took personally from those songs you know I think we can take the confidence that God was speaking to them through that yeah. time and giving them the confidence that they need and you look at the idea of we want to provide you with updates of what's going on in our life just to have that relationship with of all things a radio station is really unique and special because I put myself in the situation that's not really something I might think of at top of mind right so. mm-hmm. yeah absolutely
2: Since I am Jeremy's partner, I guess I can share next. Uh, What I kind of thought about were the the behind-the-scenes moments that don't necessarily get shared on the air. I feel like more and more we are getting regulars that call into the morning show. Once in a while, you'll hear them on the air. Uh, People like Big Steve calls in quite frequently. Uh, Debbie, Kathy, a young man named Charlie calls in a lot too. Mm -hmm. And it's just a blessing to be able to take those phone calls and to encourage these people, even if we're not able to use what they say on the air. A lot of times we'll play a song or this morning Charlie called and he's like, Jeremy, I have a joke for you. And it was just fun because... you know, we're just normal people that are in the studio, and most of us studied communications. You know, we didn't study to be pastors or right. therapists or anything. But people have come to rely on WCSG just for hope and encouragement during yeah. this season that's been really hard with the pandemic. More and more people say, I've been working at home and I have your station on all the time. I need it just as kind of a way to be reminded that God is still working in the midst of this difficulty. And even though the pandemic really shut the world down, a lot of people. People's troubles did not stop. Right. And so they still need that hope and encouragement. And we get to hear a lot of that behind the scenes. And um, just thank you. If you are a supporter of the station, you don't just make the on-air stuff happen, but the behind the scenes stuff happen as well. So definitely.
3: So I I think I would continue the theme. What has impacted me just this past year is the companionship that we provide, Mm -hmm. you know, just like friendship. Uh, You talk about stuff with your friends, you know, inconsequential stuff. Maybe it's like, what's the story behind your middle name? That's a conversation you have with a friend as you're getting to know them, you know? And then as you kind of develop that relationship, when those moments come that you guys are talking about and like the gentleman that called us last week, you know, we didn't share it on the air, but, you know, he is... His life is about to blow up, you mm. know, because of just consequences of some of his decisions. And he's like, I just need somebody that can pray for me right now. Mm. And so we just took a moment. And like you said, Amanda, don't feel. Like we were trained in this way, but when you're a friend with somebody, that's what you do. Yeah, you don't need special training for it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's um, what I've really appreciated is just being able to develop a friendship with with our listeners, mm-hmm. especially really
1: this good. year. Yeah. yeah. So I'm new. You know, I've only been here. I haven't been here a whole year to compare it to last year's Days of Giving or anything. But I have been a witness to it for a long time. Mm. And when you presented this question, my first memory was sitting in with Steve as before I was on the air but I was here and it was late October. It was a Friday night and you were doing best and worst of course and someone had called in and it was I think a mom a mom that just was desperate for her daughter. Her daughter was mm-hmm. going through some stuff she was a single mom and she was having to take care of um several children by herself and she didn't know what to do and she called us not for help she called uh, well she called us not for like financial help or anything but she just wanted prayer for mm-hmm. her daughter that's it it was like i know i can count on you guys to pray so steve did a wonderful beautiful prayer and um and that w- opened up listeners to like really want to help yeah. so what i saw was community and like mm. this woman had a need and immediately i think throughout the evening Um, people were calling in just how can I get her information? How can I help her? And what I saw was the body of Christ at work and just this person had uh, a resource for her and and they plugged her in and it was just a really beautiful picture of what we're here for, not as um, radio personalities, but as Christians, as believers, as the body of Christ. And we were just merely, well, you at the time, and I was there too and I was praying as well. We were just facilitators. We mm-hmm. were just this is a conduit for mm-hmm. God to work. And that was like when my light went on when I was like, this is this is serious business and this place is uh, vital to this community. So yeah, that was that made a huge impact.
2: A lot of those divine appointments that we don't know are on our calendar, <laughs> yeah. but then they right. pop up because yes. we're listening or we're in tune at a certain moment. So yeah. much bigger than us. Tell me, lies, tell
0: me sweet little lies. Well, this is always a good time. Let's have a little fun stumping each other. Two truths and a lie. Two of the facts are true. One is false and the points don't matter. Kind of like decaf <laughs> coffee. Absolutely no ah, value no whatsoever value. or place
3: in the studio. Steve. You go first. Okay, so this is my Two Truths and a Lie Daylight Savings Time edition. Saving time. Is is it terrible? Did I say savings? Yes, you did. Sorry, sorry. There's no S. That's false. (laughs) Okay, sorry. It's Daylight Avings time. Because you said no S, right? Uh, Okay, all right. So here they are artist and inventor Leonardo da Vinci first proposed the concept of daylight saving time uh, in 1504 but modern daylight saving time was first suggested uh, actually in 1895 Hmm. next when Germany first set the clocks forward on April 30th 1916 it became the first country in the world to use daylight saving time on a national level okay couple of dates in there sorry uh, then this one during daylight saving time clocks are almost always set one hour ahead however on Lord Howe Island Australia clocks are set only 30 minutes forward during daylight saving time.
2: Oh my. Oh How yeah. confusing. Would that, confusing that be? Right. I know. I feel uh. like that one's so confusing that has to be true. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I think your second one is made up because there's a lot of dates in there and I think maybe you just modified one of the dates.
3: Mm, okay.
0: Yeah, they all sound pretty convincing. I'm just gonna go with the first one, just because. Okay. No rationale. Just that's the one I'm gonna go with. All right.
1: It was that Leonardo da Vinci? Yeah. Is what yeah. He said, "Yeah." I'm also gonna go with that one just because I have never heard that, but not that I know everything about Da Vinci. I
3: mean, he's well-versed. He was like really multifaceted. Oh shoot, I forgot Kathy's a gigantic Leonardo Da Vinci fan. I mean,
2: anyway. The truth is actually it was Leonardo,
1: Leonardo DiCaprio. That's it. it. But I don't know. I mean, that was just the only reason.
3: Well, that was the lie. uh, The Da Vinci one was a lie. It was actually Ben Franklin first proposed the concept in 1784. He's
2: the same guy who tied a key to a string and tried to get electrocuted. Probably right yep. after that yeah, I was so why say. did He's we like, hey, follow his guidance <laughs> <laughs> good point
0: what's, what's real interesting about the daylight saving i feel like i've seen maps or like videos that kind of break this whole thing down and yeah. there are like weird pieces of land like on the border of the us yeah. and canada right. where it's like we don't but like it's within like a 20 minute drive and then all of a sudden it's an hour change yeah. right. So nuts. Those are
1: the lands of confusion. Does rather. that mean we
2: could establish a territory here in the studio where we just
0: don't? Ah. You know? The dotted line just goes
3: right around here. <laughs> there you go, I yeah.
2: suppose.
0: Oh, man. All right. Well, my three have nothing to do with each other. I just picked some Uh-oh. random gems Love that it. I found on the interwebs. <laughs> so we know they're true. So they are <laughs> all <completely> true. <laughs> uh, all right. So before she wrote The Hunger Games, Suzanne Collins was a writer for the 90s Nickelodeon television show, Clarissa Explains It All. (laughs) Dolly Parton once entered a Dolly Parton lookalike contest and lost. (laughs) Stop! And only one McDonald's in the world has black arches. Government officials in Sedona, Arizona thought the yellow would look bad with the neutral red rock of the city.
2: Oh, that has
1: to be true. Some HOA was behind that.
0: I don't know, I can't tell you until y'all guess. Damn.
1: Okay, I'm gonna guess first because I always go last, but um, I'm gonna go with the first one. All right, um, first one,
0: Hunger Games.
3: Hunger Suzanne Games.
1: Collins, Nickelodeon yeah. writer. Yeah, that's your okay. guess.
3: I feel like the Dolly Parton one, that just has to be true. Has to be, It's <laughs> too bizarre, it has to be true, unless it was somebody other somebody than Dolly else. Parton yeah, sure, and you filled sure. it in like I did mm. with Ben Franklin. Oh, uh, in fact, I think that's it was Ben Franklin who uh, <laughs> looked like kind of, now that I re- recall. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> I talked myself out office. of it. The, yes. second, second the, the second one's the lie. Second one's the lie. OK.
2: Um, I'm going to say the first one is the fib.
3: You all are wrong. Wow. wow
2: yes. black uh, arches, uh, black arches. It's
0: not black. It, it, I mean, it is the black arches uh, that is false. It's actually they're turquoise instead of, of yellow. Because so, they have to so be that,
2: like the bejewels have, of the, yes, of the I guess. land. Oh. Yeah,
3: so, so it looks yeah, really nice against the, the, the Red It's the only rocks.
0: McDonald's without yellow arches. They are turquoise because they thought that the yellow and the red rock would, not, would clash. Right. I, would I just think it looks like ketchup and mustard. Turquoise would look pretty. But also know. like McDonald's
2: colors are yellow and red. So why wouldn't yellow match with red? I don't this know. This is for sure a place
1: that does not follow
2: daylight saving time.
4: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for that sure. That is true. Yeah, yeah.
2: All right. My two truths and a lie are all about something fun that we enjoy during the springtime or not. Dandelions. Oh, sure. Okay. Dandelion seeds are often transported by a gust of wind and they travel like tiny parachutes and they can go as far as five miles before they reach the ground. Wow. Which is why you could fertilize your lawn, but still end up with dandelions Mm. because of your neighbors. Right. Some people say the dandelion is the only flower that represents the sun, moon, and stars. The yellow flower resembles the sun, the puffball is supposed to be the moon, and the dispersing seeds resemble the stars. Wow. Okay. And the third one, you can eat all the parts of a dandelion. The roots are often dried and sold as a no-caffeine coffee substitute why uh <laughs> for 20 dollars a pound you can enjoy a complete meal from salad greens to dandelion quiche dandelion ice cream washed down with dandelion wine people were so crazy about selling dandelions for food in the 1800s they took out their yards and they planted dandelions no what?
0: wow that part wow you had me all the way until they planted dandelions
3: yeah yards. i'm going to say that's the I that's the f- false feel one. like that last one was so much, so much information in that last call. It was very detailed. You just probably tweaked a couple of those details. It's my guess.
1: All right. So, uh, how about the five miles of the floating across? I don't know. It's probably. Okay. Like it was a long miles. time ago that you said that one. So, I, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I had a lot of details. Yeah. Uh, Steve and Jeremy, you are correct. Hey. And the detail I modified that dandelion no caffeine coffee is actually sold for $31.75 a pound. Wow. And the look on your face says exactly <laughs> what I thought. Why? What? Yeah. Why? So, there you go. Wow. Damn, but right. they did, in the 1800s, there were people who took their lawns out and put dandelions in instead. That's crazy. It is. So They're
0: that's probably the reason we why we have them today. Yes, exactly. Wow. Good uh, job, everybody. Goodness. Okay. Yeah. All right, Kathy. <laughs> All
1: right, so mine is about, um, it's, We're close to uh, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. But I didn't really want to go full St. Patrick's Day. So I'm taking a risk here because you two know a lot about Breakfast cereals, but I'm going to go with Lucky Charms. Okay, Okay. facts about Lucky Charms. All right. Thought this was really fun. So, Marbits, which are the marshmallow bits. If you did not know that, well, that's a original
2: fun fact I didn't know. That's the
1: original term. Um, The original shapes were pink hearts, yellow moons, orange stars, and green clovers. You know that. Over the years, twelve more were added. Some of which include hourglasses, magic mirror, man in the moons, red balloons, whales, and hidden keys. Wow. Number one. Okay. I know that's long. All right. The original spokesperson for Lucky Charms was Waldo the Wizard, which was later changed to Lucky the Leprechaun. Hmm. Okay. Magically delicious. Number three, Lucky Charms were invented by a project manager solving the abundance of Cheerios issues that General Mills had when he combined Cheerios and chopped up circus peanuts. Oh, oh no. no. Yeah. Your favorite. <laughs>
3: That made my teeth
0: hurt. Headache.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Man. Uh,
2: What was
3: the name of uh, Waldo the Wizard? Mm -hmm.
2: I feel like Mm -hmm. that one is not true.
3: Okay. I'm going with
0: the first one because I feel like I followed pretty closely as a kid all the new editions of Marshmallows, and I don't remember whale. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, all right. I'm
2: surprised with your upbringing. You didn't have a lot of money, but you had real lucky charms. No, I
3: just saw the the commercials on TV. I actually own it. (laughs) Right. Okay. So that we can block you, I'm going for the third one. (laughs) I'm saying that that's the lie.
1: Oh, Circus Peanuts. (laughs) Circus Peanuts, yeah. Okay, yeah, that was true. Oh. Um, And also the. Marbits were true. The oh. Waldo the wizard was not the original but he was uh, adopted in 1975 as the spokesperson, spokes whatever. Um, spokes wizard. Yes, spokes wizard. And people didn't like it. They wanted Lucky back. I so would expect so that. Lucky the leprechaun huh. came back 1975 or somewhere around there.
2: Can yeah. you imagine having so much pent up outrage in your soul <laughs> that you get mad about a spokesperson for yes. a cereal? Like come <laughs> on. Recently they you updated
0: the Froot Loops to Can Sam and he got all cartoony and people gotten an uproar. Mm-hmm. Still the same character, mm-hmm. just looked different. Wow. Calm it
2: down. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah.
3: Well, we have made it to the one-year mark of the pandemic. Illnesses, closures, virtual schools, working from home, everything being canceled. It was a lot. Yeah. Um, it was extra. <laughs> uh, this is something that we do uh, in the afternoon show, Kathy and I, high and low. It's your best and worst of the week, basically. So let's share a high and low of the pandemic. Kathy, why don't you lead us off?
1: All right. So March 13th was my my children's last day of school. This is when, it's about this time of year. Yeah. It all hit. Yep. Um, and my daughter had been... Um, planning the whole school year so far up to that point, a trip to Europe, it was a school trip, and it was to Paris and London, and we were raising money, um, we had, were putting in money, and at the last minute, I mean, seriously, it was like a week and a half before she was supposed to leave, and the trip was canceled, and I was kind of like, oh, you know, I, was, I wasn't really sure I was ready for her to go mm. across the sea, but, <laughs> and so I was a little bit thankful, like, okay, well, Lord, you know, and he does, and he still knows. But in the fine print of the insurance agreement, it says you can get your money back unless there's a global pandemic. I mean, no way that was in the clause. And so, so many parents did not get And it was thirty eight hundred dollars. Yeah, oh, And we, di- we were like, we're not getting refunded at all. And so that part, I mean, yes, we were disappointed she couldn't go on the trip because it was going to be a great learning experience for her. A great just independence experience for her. But I was like, "Oh man, this is so much money that yes. people had contributed to her, and yeah. uh, she actually used a lot of her own money to mm-hmm. go." Ugh. But the good news is, and I guess this is kind of the high, is that we did end up getting like probably two thirds because parents were like, "Um, no, we're gonna get, we're gonna fight for this." So we ended up getting back a good portion of it. Not all of it though, but you know, so we're still out. So it was a, it was a kind of a bummer, but we, we were reimbursed eventually, like over time. And then of course, I guess that could be my bright side, but also the bright side, let's think about this, how much we learned from having to, having to go virtual with everything, mm-hmm. we learned that we can connect with people and stay connected with people in spite of something like this that you know of course the enemy wants to shut everything down but we were still able to have church and we were still able to have school and now we know that when stuff comes up like big blizzards or whatever we can still carry on Mm -hmm. so that's a bright spot for sure yeah
0: well i can go next um i guess i want to end on a high note so i'll leave with my low Mm -hmm. um while a high would be the stories that we've shared and seen from some of the people taking care of other people, my low is actually kind of the opposite, uh, how the collective we took opportunities to, I guess, be more divided. Mm. Uh, face masks, vaccines, sports, businesses, the politics of it all. It just seemed like in a season when we should have come together, kind of like we would, like we did after 9-11, we used the opportunity to only redefine our differences mm. and divisions. Mm. And I think, you know sitting in the studio day after day we watched a lot of it unfold on mm. the news and in the tv and and then just seeing it in public on occasion or experiencing it in other means it just it's hard and it's heavy heart so um i think that's why we cling to like the tell me something good and yeah. some of those other news stories like so we need these we need to know that there's still some of that good stuff happening yeah um as far as my high it took more personal note i experienced more of the outdoors and i exercised more than ever before uh not only that i got to experience a lot of that with my loved ones. This past year, I enjoyed a lot of kayaking, hiking, golfing, walking. I spent a ton of time working out in my home so that I could manage to avoid the COVID-15. So good I for think you. I did a pretty met, decent job. You met awesome. yeah. some new
2: fitness friends on your TV.
0: That's true. I did. I did. You're right. Joel and Jericho. Way to go. Guys.
1: I met Jericho as well. I did that one. Did you really? Did. Yes. Yeah, yeah, man, we she, love Jericho. They're so
0: encouraging yep. and they make you feel pretty good about yes, yourself. So,
2: And her fiery red hair is mm-hmm. just something special. <laughs> All right, I can go next. Um, I guess I'll do the same thing. Start with my low and finish on a high. Uh, my low is for my kids. I have a son who is a senior this year and a daughter who is a junior. And if you remember your high school days, your most fun things happened your junior mm-hmm. and senior mm-hmm. years. Yep. So they have missed out on just a lot of those things that, you know, you spend your elementary, middle school, freshman, sophomore you're looking forward to. Like we can go to the prom, we can do varsity sports, we can hang out with friends because we have our drivers licenses now. Mm-hmm. And so they have missed out on so many things. I took a picture of my son. Um, he was able to play soccer this fall, but they had such strict limits on spectators. They could have mm-hmm. two in per student in this huge stadium, which felt like, oh, okay, there's plenty of room, but we were following the rules, social distancing. And But there was a fence around the outside of the stadium. And I have a picture of my mom sitting in a lawn chair outside the fence that I think that will like strike me later in life as just being something that was just a just a moment in time where she has been watching my kids since they were three, four years old and she's like, It's my grandson's senior year. Like this is I've been doing this with him for all these years and I can't get in, but I'm still here. Hmm. You know, and so they've you know, found opportunities to watch their grandkids on TV, you know, yeah, doing cool. the the live stream. And it's hard to see, you know, it's just hard to see. So that has been a huge bummer. And I'm bummed that, you know, my son's going to graduate. He never got a prom, you know, mm, it's something right. he would have been into because he has a really cute girlfriend and they would have had a good time. <laughs> um, so in the grand scheme of stuff, you know, I know these aren't humongous things, but they are big for them yeah. right now. So that's hard. And it's just hard for all the kids in a lot of different ways. The high, though, kind of goes along with that is having more free time. I didn't realize I have four kids and I didn't know how busy and crazy my schedule was because of them Mm, until we slowed down. They all played soccer. They all had different things going on. And so it was running every single night after work, back and forth, back and forth, dinner out of a crock pot or out Mm -hmm. of a lunch bag. And um, I was thankful to take a break from that. And I'm almost a little bit anxious and a little bit nervous about what it looks like when we go back to normal, (laughs) because I don't know if I can get that pace back again, Mm -hmm. because it was like putting a frog in boiling water. Like you just get used to it over time time now that we're going to go from zero to 100 again like I'm going to need some adjusting time so
3: right I also will start with the low and this is kind of personal uh so it's loss of smell Mm. because I'm the one person in this room who actually was diagnosed positive Mm -hmm. uh, about was three no four months ago now wow um and so the smell has not come back I mean the other symptoms were like came and went quick and it has had a surprising emotional effect like Hmm. cumulatively the longer you go without having a sense of smell um, it's kind of surprising and uh, so I've just been kind of emotionally blank it's kind of like suddenly becoming colorblind I think maybe Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so the ironic thing is now that restaurants are opening you know uh, I really like going out I like eating and you know (laughs) and uh, having time with friends and, and family and I don't really have that drive to go <laughs> out sure. to eat as much. Because you can't taste anything, right? Right, right. Yeah. It just kind of has lost that, um, I don't know, that appeal. So it's just weird, you know, just no taste, practically no smell. I would say that's just my personal low. I think there's, you know, for like you're talking about Jeremy, the kind of kind of like global effects of this. uh, That's a different level. But for personally, that's that's where I feel it. And my high uh, and this doesn't really have to do with the pandemic. It just has to do with this past year is um, just more connection with my extended family because Mm -hmm. my sister's family now lives in town. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's been cool. I mean, I think I was excited to work with her. But it's also been a really cool thing to get to know her family again and for my family to connect with her Mm -hmm. family. Like, we haven't really been in close proximity since, I don't know, since you were 17? Yeah. Um,
1: Just a few years ago. Yeah, right. Just
3: not that that long ago.
2: (laughs) That was amazing. You were going to send your toddler to Europe.
3: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right, right, right. Uh, So anyway, so be be able to do life with them for these last uh, few months has been kind of a high point for For me. For sure. Real good, guys.
1: As always, we appreciate you listening to WCSG Backstage. You can help with the success of the WCSG Backstage podcast by rating, subscribing, and sharing with your friends. Each show, we close things out with a deep cut, which is a song that we enjoy that maybe you haven't heard, but that's about to change. Amanda, what'd you bring us this time?
2: I brought a song from a man named Chris Renzema. You may have seen him at our father-daughter banquet mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. He is a worship leader that lives in Nashville, but he grew up in Grand Rapids and has led worship. around here at various churches and the song I picked is called Springtime. Um, I like one of the lines in the song it says we'll sing a new song dead is gone like the winter coming back to life reaching toward the light your love is like springtime and I think as we um, transition from the time of loss during the pandemic it feels like with vaccines and things opening up a little bit we're kind of approaching that thaw a little bit Hmm. and you can't appreciate the springtime if you don't have the coldness of winter so i right. thought that this would be a good song for our deep cut
3: awesome. real good
0: well i'm jeremy i'm amanda i'm steve i'm kathy and this is wcsg backstage
4: you're the resurrection that we've waited for you buried the night You came with the morning you're the king of heaven Praise is yours the longer the quiet, the louder the chorus. Oh, oh. oh. We'll sing a new song. He's dead, he's dead and gone with the winner. Song with hallelujahs flow like a river. We're coming back to life, reaching towards the light. Your love is like springtime. You're the living water, God. We thirst for you. Dry in the barren We'll flower and bloom You're the sun that's shining You restore my soul and The deeper you call us Oh, the deeper we